Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, as usual. And I'm joined today by a wonderful cast of patrons who are here to talk with me about what they believe needs to happen with Fallout 5 in order to make it a successful game. We had the words Fallout 5 came out of Todd Howard's mouth just this last Two week, about two weeks ago at this point. And so we've been all thinking about it and what it might be like. And uh, so we've got a, a variety of ideas. We're going we're gonna to dig into this with each of our patrons. But before we do that, I need to introduce everybody. Let's say hi to each of them. And uh, Dirt Farmer, you're back. Welcome back to the show. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. I'm glad to be here. So... Yeah, you can just call me Dirt, too. I say that should be simpler this time, so. All right, sounds good. So Dirt's back, and then we've got Germinator joining us back from Down Under. Welcome back. I don't know if he's having internet issues. It seems like it's a little laggy on his side. So we'll just wave and say hi. Hopefully that clears up for you. Welcome back, Germinator. And then Maverick's joining us again. Maverick, welcome back to the show. Thank you. How's it going, buddy? I'm tired, but I'm good. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you made it. And then we have Nova. Nova's back. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? It's good, good to be here again. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. And Lil Green joining us again. Lil Green. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Happy to be here as always. Nice. Nice. Germinator, are, is your connection uh, improved? Can you hear me? Um, yeah. I don't know what happened there. I lost you guys. No problem. For a second. Yeah. But yeah, back now. Awesome. Well, welcome back to the show. All right. So, friends, friends, Fallout 5, Todd Howard said the big words, and we were talking during the pre-show stuff about when, the, like, the timeline for this. I've, I've talked about this on the show before, but I'm going to lay this out for you guys in order to get this out of the way at the beginning. Right now, 
as of the end of June 2020, we are waiting for Starfield to be released. It will come out sometime early 2023. We know that Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-production. And Starfield took an extra long amount of time because they made a lot of updates to the the engine that they use for these games. And usually with a, an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout title, it takes them about four to five years of production in order to get to the, the point where they launch the game. So assuming that uh, Elder Scrolls 6 has been in pre-production for like this last year and it's going to take them another four years, that, that means that that game is going to launch in about 2026, 2027. And if you add another four or five years on top of that for Fallout 5, it looks like we're at a 2030, 2031 launch date for Fallout 5, which means that we're not getting a new Fallout game for almost a decade still. I have some speculation about what they're doing with Microsoft and the potential of offboarding some of the development for something like a New Vegas 2 or something like that to another studio. That totally could be a thing. It totally might be something we get before a mainline game. But when it comes to Bethesda titles, they like to keep their mainline games with their main development studio in-house and oversee all of that stuff directly under Todd Howard. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a Fallout 5 that will come out sometime maybe nine or ten years from now still so with that in mind other than saying well they need to release it earlier or later because i I don't know that we're going to be able to adjust that i'm i'm more interested in what you guys think needs to be in the game what do they need to do with the game to really make it stand out taking the next step up or return to some things that fault Four didn't do that the previous games did those kinds of ideas so why don't we just dive right into this who wants to start us off Anybody like to set us up and go first? Feel free to uh, uh, unmute and, or raise your hand and, and let me know. I know you guys are uh, doing things. Lil, I see Lil. <laughs> I don't know if it's me or Nova. <laughs> um, either way, Lil, why don't you? Why don't you? Yeah, right. you kick us um, off, and then Nova can follow you up. I think the one thing I would like to see um, would be some sort of vehicles, because I f- I think because of um starfield they're having some sort of vehicles in there it would be nice to have like just something that like to help you get around and so you're not walking all the time and exploring would be a little bit more approachable i don't know if that's the right word for it so you're and you're not fast traveling all the time so you can actually enjoy the maps instead of like just seeing specs of it as you go through it one time from one location to the next yeah, you bring up a good point here. Um, that's kind of the big joke is that Fallout 2 had a car in it and we haven't gotten a vehicle like a rideable vehicle, not even riding on the back of a Deathclaw. None, none of nothing. I mean, the closest you get is like power armor or like getting on a vertebrate that's already moving, but not really using it. Like that's not really you're not driving it, you know, like yeah. you just like jumped on something and it moved or being on the I mean, even if it's like just riding a Brahmin through the uh, through the wasteland. <laughs> that's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're going there. And for a lot of people, you're right. They just kind of fast travel from one place of the map to the, to another. It's a totally different experience if you force yourself to walk everywhere you go. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. you get a nice sense of that in 76 where like if you're someone like me who doesn't have the most caps, you try and, you know, nickel and dime them so like all right unless it's like you're traveling to the opposite side of the map you walk and like you still get to see all of the random encounters and even see things like the mothman a little bit more easily because you're always walking yeah 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so obviously they've got more in the tech department now with Starfield having vehicles, like you said. Yeah. This very well could be a thing. Um, why don't we let's open this up? Who has some thoughts on this idea of vehicles in Fallout Five? Do you think that this is a good idea? Do you think this is necessary, Maverick? Um, to be honest, uh, I think that we've been waiting for them long enough that we've sort of been like, it's never going to happen. It's just sort of that that thing, uh, like you see, like in Fallout Four, the vertebrates, you know, uh, you see them moving, but you never actually get to fly them. Right. I don't. Right. I, I. I. would if if I were to get vehicles, I'd probably like a little. It'd probably be like a little dirt bike or or quad or something. I don't think it'd be as big as like a vertebrate. You fly your own vertebrate or whatever. Maybe. I mean, maybe you could level up to a vertebrate or steal one from the Brotherhood or something like that. Right. But I think you're right. Having a smaller, more maneuverable vehicle to get around a, you know, blasted, destroyed environment would make a lot more sense than, say, a car, because most of the roads are broken. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Dirt, you wanted to chime in, too. What were you thinking? Yeah, I was actually kind of thinking the same idea, but I was kind of worried about, like, how big do they make the map? And then. Yeah, if you have like a car and you're going fast and cruising across the whole map there, are you going to lose some of the detail in the smaller type of map? And so I was thinking like maybe instead of vehicles just having like rideable Brahmin, like he was saying, uh-huh. and something kind of slower, like not super fast, and then maybe have like a vertebrate as like end game type thing, kind of once you beat the game, then you can travel around with that instead. But yeah, just kind of worried too big of a map, then you lose some of the detail in it. Yeah. That's kind of my thoughts. I understand. Yeah, I I can understand that. I could also see limiting the fuel. Like you can fly a vertebrate, but it takes a lot of fuel and feels hard to come by. So maybe you only use it for certain missions or quest lines or just to really quickly get from one place to another, but you're not just like using it all the time, right? Something like that. So, um, <laughs> Leo's raising his hand. Germinator wants to chime in. Yeah, I'm thinking the vehicles could be more of a, um, you know, end game kind of um, tool, just like uh, Liberty Prime was back in Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, for the most part, you play the game without vehicles, but that's something you unlock right at the end? Yeah. Or even Brahmin at the start, and then slowly work into an end game vehicle like a highwayman or even a tank who knows yeah yeah that's true that's true like imagine i mean if if groups like the brotherhood are piecing together old tech you could have working tanks like you could like what if you have to take out like the super mutant menace or something and now you've got a tank to shoot some sort of behemoth with that sounds pretty freaking cool (laughs) yeah Anybody else have any thoughts on vehicles? I, I have a couple ideas. I think that would yeah. be pretty interesting. Nova? Like one thing, one thing I would love to see if they do implement vehicles would be a kind of a tiered system where you have like, like as you have to find different technical, like you have to find people with different technical abilities in order to build different types of vehicles or maintain the vehicles even. Where like, the, like the wear and tear, like how power armor does in, like in 4 and 76, where it's instead of the entire armor itself, it's separate of different components. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so that would be a big limiting factor. I think it would kind of equalize, it would kind of balance it because it's 
more than likely going to take place around the time of Fallout 3 or Fallout 4, like 200, 210 years after the Great War. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine that uh, the components aren't going to be very good. So that would be another, that could be a cool limiting factor where you have to, uh, you, you, you have to build, uh, it could be another stat boost really where, uh, or it could be another stat that you can put in as like uh, me- mechanic basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and with the whole, uh, like the robots stuff in Fallout 4, the, the different yeah. components you could use to build a robot and having the intelligence in order to do that, you know, so like like you're saying, if you have maybe you have a low intelligence stat or you have somebody in your community who has like a minor amount of being able to do stuff, maybe you're able to piece together, a, you know, a dirt bike. Right. But. If you have higher, yeah, if you have higher intelligence or you have somebody, maybe you have a real mechanic who joins your group. Now you're having somebody who's actually fixing up a car and keeping it running for you or, you know, an all-terrain vehicle or a vertibird. That's a cool idea. Yeah, that would be what I would really look for because it would be very uncommon knowledge for someone to know how to main, not even just construct a vehicle, but maintain it within the post-nuclear world because it's, like we said, 210 years roughly about after the great war happened. And so it'd be yeah. a very uncommon knowledge and something that's very niche. So you'd have to get someone who for some reason was very obsessed with pre-war vehicles, convince them to build, help you build a vehicle and teach you or teach you what they know, kind of like the power armor perk would be and how to use and maintain it. And also you have to go find your fuel. So I'd assume other fusion cores as well, maybe coolant too, which sure. would be like, like I imagine kind of like a Daisy kind of thing. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I'm imagining with, with cars. Yeah. I, I totally, I totally get the picture. Here's, here's another tweak on that idea. What if the individual components can be damaged and need repair? I said that. Oh, did you say that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I, that's how I opened it was. Like, that, they, like they break off yeah, and stuff, you know, like. Yeah, just like just with individual power armor and Fallout 4 and 76. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I was yeah. I was thinking individual components, but but also, like, like imagine driving a car down the road, and all of a sudden you take a bunch <laughs> of shots, and then one of the, one of the wheels flies off, right? Like, like actually <laughs> like, visually falls apart. Not just like. Like a raider hits you with a missile and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it blows off like the two doors on the side of your car. And now there's just no doors there. You know, like that kind of thing. Like your power armor <laughs> takes damage and, and it just isn't as useful. Right. But in this case, you visually have the things breaking and like falling to pieces. That would be awesome. And I, I think that would be. Necessary. I think it would really be necessary because it would, it, you would have to be very careful with driving the, driving those vehicles over the over the ruined roads or even right. if you're going off road too because there's ram junk there. The, the the roads are worse than where I live, where there's massive <laughs> ten yeah. foot uh, potholes instead Jeez. of the five foot we have here. What about like driving over ghouls? Like you can like <laughs> put a plow on the front and just like you know come into a bunch of rabid ghouls out in the middle of a field and just. <laughs> Just blow up oh, I hit a glowing one. Activate windshield wipers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you can't see out the window because there's just like green goo all over your screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that'd be pretty cool as well. Just a lot more dynamic too. Yeah. Well, then if you had like a top tier kind of tank, almost you could kind of live in too. That'd be pretty sweet. Or like a camper or RV or something like that. Well, that would be the APC. You could turn into a mobile, like a mobile armored vehicle. Right. Idea. It'd be an APC, an armored, uh, armored picnic carrier, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can have a little bed in it, and a little like little repair area. This yeah, is a really cool idea. Awesome. A little, little. This is a really fun idea. Um, 
any last thoughts from you before we move on? We got, I, I'd love to just, we could do an entire episode about something like this, but we gotta, we gotta get to everybody. Any other um, thoughts? No, honestly, the transportation was like a big thing that'd be cool just because like it's something that they've implemented in um, Skyrim even, mm-hmm. or because you have, you have mounts. You can fly so a dragon too. There's that too. I, yeah. I, I have to admit, I haven't played Skyrim, so. Yeah, but yeah, there's mounts. <laughs> you, you can get on a horse and, and you know. Yeah, at, I know the- about the horses. But um, no, I feel like some sort of mounted transportation at least would be nice to have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cool idea. You've got our, you got our uh, wheels turning on this one. I think that's fun. Um, who wanted to go next? Was it Nova? Yeah, it was me. Nova, what are you thinking? Um, I was I was thinking that I, I, really, I would really love a continuation of another storyline. Like, because... Like just just like how New Vegas was basically a continuation of Fallout Two and Fallout One was continued or Fallout Two was continued Fallout One. I, I would love to see uh, what's what the Capital Wasteland or what Boston's like in the future mm-hmm. too. Or like it, it's it's it, or it's, adja- it's adjacent to it though. So like like it just like how New Vegas is adjacent to it takes place mostly in Nevada. It doesn't take place in California. Right. Like in, instead of I don't I don't know. I don't know the geography of, of the, of new England very well, but a, a state next to Massachusetts, I sure. think it would be really interesting to see. Well, and then you uh, have, New York you have is in- kind of the big one. Uh, that's okay. also up there and nobody it's, it's between, you know, Boston and DC. Uh, it's a big, important historic city, you know, and then you need to have Madison city instead of diamond city. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. The Yankees, true. Versus, the Yankees versus the Red Sox again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know that's, that's just something i would really like to see and then a lot of uh pushover from like obviously the brothers of steel would uh continue their annexation or continue their conquests of the areas up there and and then um there would have to be a, obviously a brand new enemy uh like I, I didn't put much very much thought into this i've been busy all day but like that's kind of what, what i was hoping would be like what would be it would expand the world of fallout a lot more than we already have but at the same time you have a, f- a lot of references to the previous game so like a lot more than what they had included in fallout 4 i, I love fallout 4 to death but i kind of wish that there was a lot more like there's a lot more insight into the current state of the capital wasteland right now of like, the current yeah. state of dc because all we know is from is from deacon basically saying, oh the, the water's the water's potable and also that there's some railroad activity still in dc but besides that though yeah we get little hints that's about yeah. it yeah yeah I, I totally get what you're saying there um continuations because new vegas was close enough to the events of the first two fallouts that there's a lot of people who refer to them and there are characters that kind of tie back to it a lot more than four to three um so i mean i, I the, what i'm picking up that you're putting down here is if you had a fallout new york and then references to both those locations for the previous locations from four and three, that that could be a really cool central hub, not just geographically, but also story-wise between those two zones. You guys think New York makes sense? It's, it would still be a new location too. It wouldn't be going back to an old map. 
yeah, either New York or Baltimore, really, because Baltimore isn't Baltimore directly between those two, or is Baltimore farther north of Boston? Uh, I forget. That's a good question. Uh, Baltimore South, U.S. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exa- you get into the New England fly. area, and I, I've, I don't live up there, so yeah, the, no, the it's, uh, shape of everything starts to get a little Massachusetts, foggy. Massachusetts, New York, and then it'd be like New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore yeah, it, is it, just it, a little bit north of Washington D.C. Okay. Um, like, okay. and then if you continue further north, you get to places like Philadelphia, New York, and then you're up into Connecticut and Massachusetts. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe like, uh, well, like maybe it's a city that is more centrally located between Boston and D.C. would would be a better location. So possibly like Hartford, Connecticut, or something like that would be really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. LA, and it could also expand upon. Because Hartford already isn't a very industrial city, uh, there's still a lot of factories there, and, and so you could play that off of like expanding the Sino-American War a lot more as well, where it becomes like the, the city the industrial sector exploded because all of a sudden, oh, we need all these arms, we need all this armor, we need we need food, we need medicine, we need ammunition, we need armor to fight the Chinese, and then you could use that as really a setting to. Ex- explore a lot more of the sino-american war and see sure. the effects sure. on the american population because you know for because we know do you know for a fact that it was a, a lot of it was negative where the u.s government basically became a tyrannical dictatorship but where the with the president as the head of it but and also had the enclave and so I, I would really like to see a lot more of the sino-american war too yeah yeah, that's kind of a secondary point. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? With a larger map, you could even take an, an entire area like Connecticut and kind of uh, work it in or just the entire state of Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, this, the state of Rhode Island. Like you could totally do a zone like that here. Let's open this up to everyone else. What do you guys think about this idea of revisiting a location that's close to three or four? And being able to pull in more of like this is what has now happened in those locations and kind of ties the storylines back. A little bit more firmly i think it'd be an awesome idea and especially if you get to like kind of go back to maybe just not like the whole map of fallout 3 but like maybe just a little bit of stuff on the northern part of the map Mm -hmm. just kind of see what changed and just a a little sliver of it i think that'd be really cool yeah yeah little green what do you think i think it'd be kind of cool like even if it was like a new york because you could honestly incorporate some parts of New Jersey so you can get like non like urban areas and also uh, there's a place down by me actually used to protect New York City during the Cold War uh, Sandy Hook Beach um, like it still has like Nike missiles like set wow. up ready to go radar stations like all throughout the place so it's just one of those things that like you could like incorporate that if, like as a protection thing so it'd be cool, cool to just see like landmarks like that that nobody knows about outside of like the, my area, like in it. Yeah, so. yeah. And I mean, you could even like they often take these maps and they take large areas and they kind of truncate them a little bit. So yeah. you could even have a you know part up on the top part of the map that's kind of like upstate New York a little bit where it's more rural. Yeah. Um, a place that's like uh, Long Island, so kind of more you know seaboard kind of stuff. Um, you know, Manhattan area. That kind of thing, and then yeah, like Lower Jersey. Manhattan, yeah. you get your uh, like the rural New York, and then you get suburbia New Jersey. Yeah, so yeah, because can... like it's it do, it's like I'm since I'm from the area, like it doesn't take that long to get to like each spot. Like it's it's on like an hour drive from New York City, an hour and a half drive from like the New York state border. So it's you know 
it's relatively close together. Everything's kind of yeah. just like packed in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like the, like the differences are, are like very true because like once you go over the New York border, like it's, it is very small townish, but you do get like some more, some suburban areas. Mm-hmm. And then like down by me is like true suburbia. You might get some farmlands, but like it's like few and far between. Yeah. Where at least where yeah. I am. But it's just like it'd be nice to see just I don't know, just another part of the map and like if they can incorporate um Boston or DC because they're kind of the same distance between each other from where from like at least yeah. where I am. New York is like kind of the middle point. It is yeah, like exactly really the middle, middle point. point. Right, right. Yeah, so, that that is interesting. Um yeah, yeah, I, I could totally. Yeah, I didn't realize how like how far south New York was. I always thought New York was closer to Boston. Honestly. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> no, it's like, it's one of those things where like you don't study maps all the time, but then when you finally do look at one and then see it in the context of other things, you're like, oh yeah, look at that. That thing really yeah, is I, there, or that's actually west of this thing, and I didn't realize. You know, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a terrible person, but I have family that lives in New York. My stepdad is from New York, so I really <laughs> should know more about New York. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, um, you know, it's just geography. <laughs> yeah, like I think for me, Boston is a four-hour drive, and I think DC is three or four. I forgot. Like I, I was there once, but I drove in the middle of the night, like pedal to the middle to get back home once. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 seems far, but it's not. <laughs> right. Right. Man, we're we're losing. Our truck drivers are dropping off. I think they're having uh, they're out, they're you know out on the road having some uh, connection difficulties. Any other thoughts on this whole um, revisiting, like being close enough to three and four in order to kind of carry events from those stories forward? Because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens. I mean, you've got stuff that happens with the Enclave and three. You've got um, the events with the Institute and some of the unique things that happen in four. You know, the Brotherhood stuff. Um, you could very much canonize certain endings or a specific ending and then have that carry over, especially if it's in a location that's close enough to continue some of that conversation. What do you guys think about that stuff? Well, that's, I was just thinking about the canon type thing and like, what are they actually going to do with Fallout 4? And yeah, it'd be super interesting to see how that's going to affect the next game, especially if it is in New York too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to find out like, what is the canon ending to that? Cause we do get a certain amount of confirmation about events in fallout three in fallout four to know that like, Oh, this is, this is basically what happened or this is what happened with the brotherhood specifically. We get a lot of that stuff. Um, Nova, what do you think? I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm always very, very irritated with the, like with the deception of like, Oh, this could be canon, but this could also be too canon. This also could be canon in, in the endings. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I I love, I love completed stories, stories that are left, you know, hanging on, on, on the fence saying that, Oh, this could be true. Or this could also be true too. Like it's Occam razor. They always drive me up a wall. And that's why I'm a very big fan of continuation stories where it tells with absolute certainty what happened in the previous book or the previous chapter. Mm-hmm. Like this is the consequence of it. And this is what's happening right now, because there's so many different things that could potentially like, there's so many different realities that could exist within within the fault like, just fault for itself being like if, if it was just left in an echo chamber by itself there's so many different consequences with that reality 
with all the different indies that are possible. I mean, like, you could literally have the minimum of all people destroy both the Institute and the Brotherhood and send the Brotherhood packing back to DC. <laughs> right. And then ally with the railroad to, so then the railroad becomes basically a subordinate agency within the, 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 within the minimum to protect the sense. So it'd be kind of like, Right, uh, but like you, you know, like, like giving the sense of rights as well, like the remaining sense of rights as well. Like that is one possible ending. One other one is where the Brotherhood is still simply just trumps over everyone with Liberty Prime and just decimates all oh, the sure. other factions. Oh sure, or it, the Institute, it, or like it, your character yeah. <laughs> takes over the Institute and then they do stuff, and that could be good or bad, depending on what your character decides. Right, like you're not father, but. You've got a lot of power at your disposal. Yeah, and I dedicate way too much of my brain power to trying to like think about what could be the actual ending of this or what would be the most, most logical ending of it. Mm-hmm. But it's always impossible to make an actual to make an assertion that says, okay, this is going to be the correct ending. This is how the story might get, this is how the story will continue on from right. Right. point from this final point that we've created. It's impossible, and that's always driven me crazy. So that's why I'm, I'm a very big fan of continued stories on role-playing games and that's why i love that's one of the reasons why i love new vegas so much because you can look back to the history of fallout one fallout two and see the the lore that led up to new vegas and why the ncr is the way it is why mm-hmm. um house is the way he is and why the like the master or, or like why tabitha is on her hill screaming at everyone else to kill they said i want to kill you yeah, and stuff yeah like everything that connects she, back yeah yeah she, she's pissed yeah. off because her the master lost <laughs> right right yeah yeah maverick i know you've been kind of popping in and out with connection stuff can you hear us can you i wanted to get your two cents on this before we move on no no i've been getting phone calls oh okay okay yeah we're talking about um revisiting some of the events from three and four in a continuation of those stories in a location that's close to either of those locations you think that's a good idea for five well well this is my own personal opinion i think they should move uh inward from the coast so i think that they from like the plains to you know like kentucky maybe or or if we're going to stay on the coast go south okay so a very different location um and that would Mm -hmm. make it harder to wrap up some of the storylines from three and four because uh nova's example was new vegas was close enough to the locations in fallout one and two that it was able to kind of carry that storyline forward um so you would rather have a new location that's very different yeah yeah but i can also see where uh where players like such as myself and all of us here would want to see which ending was canonized or mm-hmm. what what based on fallout based on this new game what what events in fallout 4 were canonized based on what 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 the player did i guess right yeah i think i think it makes sense i think that's something everybody would be a, a fan of um i hope one of the reasons, and I'll just say this to close up this topic because we've got to move on, but one of the reasons why they were able to do this so well with New Vegas is that some of the original writers were still, from one and two, were, were ended up working on New Vegas because they were part of Obsidian. Um, and my, I'm wondering, there's been a lot of turnover, there's a lot of uh, many years that go by in the project from three to four to now five. I wonder how many of the original writers are still at Bethesda. And if there's anybody who has like 
a real vision of that who would be able to carry it forward in a really satisfying way. And as I don't know that we have an answer to that question, but it's kind of an open like, I wonder, I wonder if that's still there or if they will still be there in, I don't know, six years or whenever they're, you know, five, four, four or five years when they're really fleshing out the story. Um, so just just something to, to ponder. But yeah, we're fun, fun topic, Nova. Good one. Um, we got to take you. a quick break and thank our patrons. And we've got some new reviews to read out. And then we'll be back to talk with the rest of you guys about your, some of your theories. So don't go anywhere. Here we go. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right. So big thanks to you guys specifically for joining me and helping to support the show and all the rest of our patrons and our newest patron, Derek P. Welcome aboard, Derek. And uh, let's see, we got it. We got a shout out to Sentry Bot. I'm the Creeper. Welcome. Well, welcome. Thank you 
<laughs> Welcome to our new patrons. Thank you to our old patrons, all 54 of you guys, for helping to support me and the show. I really appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart, you guys make this possible. You make doing this as a full-time job possible for me, and I can't tell you how much that has changed my life. And so thank you very, very, very much to all of you. If you are interested in joining us on the next one of these chats or just getting ad-free episodes or episodes a day early, any of that stuff, patreon.com slash lorecast is the place to go do it. Check out all the different tiers. See what you like. See what you want to get. See how much you want to chip in. Uh, even T-shirts. People at uh, our tier four, the, those of you who are joining us here, if you stick around every three months, you get a new T-shirt. So it's all sorts of awesome stuff to get with that. Let's do some reviews. I've had a mix of different kinds of episodes lately. I haven't been able to catch up on some reviews. These are all pretty short, so should be quick, pretty quick. In fact, some of them even have like uh, Marauder 17. Read this, please. From the United States, five stars, smiley face. That's the review, smiley face. So thank you, Marauder, for smiley face. We got another one that's very similar to that one. Cool Mango Master in the U.S. wrote, just what I was looking for, five stars. Winky tongue out face, peace sign. You guys are getting real, real concise with these reviews. Um, other than that, we've got some with actual words. Uh, John Caps... Pipes. John Caps Pipes? Am I saying this right? From Great Britain writes, Outstanding five stars. Your one-stop shop for Fallout lore, except no imitation. It's short and sweet. Thank you so much for that. Then we have the Warlock Gamma, who, this one's longer, five stars from the U.S., Great podcast for Fallout lovers. I've been a huge fan of, Fallout, of the Fallout series for years and have always been interested in the lore of that world, but have never wanted to put in the time and effort to research it myself. This podcast has been a great resource for learning did i say resource resource for learning about my favorite fictional world absolutely recommended to all fallout fans thank you so much warlock emma we've got a few more left space otter awesome 14 awesome is not part of the name that was just my explanation i don't know space otter sounds cool uh from the u.s writes five stars got me back into fallout i've played fallout since a little between three and new vegas but i played them all multiple times and grew tired but i got a new job and found this podcast and have watched almost every episode in the matter of three weeks look forward to more great work keep it up awesome space otter awesome name awesome review thank you so much and the last one is from tixer t-x-y-r-r in the United States. I don't know how to pronounce that, but if you do, let me know. This one says, makes playing the games more enjoyable. Five stars. This is my first podcast I've ever consistently listened to, and I've got to say, the way that this show gives you context and lore is a great, uh, in a way that's entertaining. Playing the games are so much fun, more fun, man, I'm messing this up, more fun by knowing a little more about everything. Keep up the great work. Thank you so very, very much. And every review Every rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify is a huge help. So thank you to all of you guys. All right. That's it for the middle break. We got to get back with the rest of the uh, our guests and, and some of their thoughts. So here we go. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right. We're back. We're back. Maverick, Dirt, who wants to go next? It's your turns to chime in. Dirt? Yeah, I can go. So what I was kind of thinking of was not really storyline based, but more of just kind of the general map wherever they do it. Um, it's something about Fallout 4, it seemed so kind of clean and just, I don't know, something about the colors and everything. But I was thinking about like Fallout New Vegas, you're in the desert and there's like sandstorms blowing and stuff. And that was one game where I always felt like really threatened 
until you got to new Vegas. And then it's like a complete contrast and it's nice, bright whites and kind of a safer feeling. Yeah. It's a but, big contrast to like the just orangey yellow of the desert. And yeah. Then, yeah. And so that's like, what I was thinking was if they did it in like New York, you could have like part of the town's blown up say and i say just kind of really super unsafe and everything and and then you get like times square with all the shining lights and they could do it sort of built up type of thing oh like it was like repaired like like that's a place that people have turned into like almost like that's the diamond city of the map is times square and they fixed it up yeah that's that's what i was kind of thinking yeah just have that complete contrast to it so yeah you have a place where you do feel safer and like out of the wilderness yeah i like kind of the more survival-ish type feeling to the game mm-hmm. where you're you don't feel safe sitting out in the middle of the highway in the middle of nowhere so yeah that, that was what i was thinking with a with a new york setting you've also got the subways you've got a lot of underground Ooh. stuff like sewers and subways there, there's multiple levels under the city and if parts of the city have been blown up parts of that could even be blown open and you could easily climb down into it and then think about all the all the humans maybe surviving down there because it's shelter but then also all the critters and mutant crocodiles or whatever whatever are in the sewer system right ghouls super mutants so yeah that would be yeah super awesome i didn't even think of the subway system yeah you could do all kinds of stuff with that and yeah well and then even just like having a settlement down in the subway station and everything like that yeah yeah yeah, that would be really awesome like you take the um the subway part of three and just crank it up to 11 really and then you have like subway lines and places where the subway lines cross over into sewage systems and also like little dungeons and little story bits and little settlements and then just the dangers of traversing anywhere down there in the dark Oh, I say, yeah, they could make that super creepy in the subway system, especially just with better graphics and everything compared to Fallout 3. And I said, that could be really nasty. So, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so you're you're thinking like, like go back to some of the dangerous feeling of the, like the stark and dangerous feeling of the majority of the wasteland with these like, like, places of contrast where like it feels like it's a safe area with humanity that kind of thing yeah like you're like trying to get to up. the next town yeah like right. that where then you can just take a break you know there's nothing coming and I, yeah and i say just kind of a yeah, yeah safe feeling spot but i i think you're, then, i think you're right i think the color palette has a lot to do with that too like three everything was very green and gray four everything's like this drab brown and yellow what would you what would you have for the color palette for like new york see that's yeah i say i was kind of thinking about that because yeah fallout 3 that was very very green i don't yeah. know if that was kind of the right color it was I really good think it, i think just because like, it was the first one yeah well it was unsettling i mean there's there's something unsettling about greens like it feels sickly right yeah but then even with like new vegas there's times where the sun's shining and it looks really nice out but you're like oh like it's not so bad out here now and then a cazador comes and attacks you and yeah but that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it could be interesting or even if they did it kind of like with fallout 76 where you have different zones and they're completely different and even that would be good too so yeah i like this i like the way this is going what do you guys think let's open this up you guys have thoughts on this one lil i was actually going to say uh 
uh, what Dirt just just said on the end of that is um, depending on where you are, um, <clears throat> really dictates the feeling and pot- and theme the color theme mm-hmm. because like if you're like deep in the city and like the and the ruins like it's, it's it's like very gray there's no greenery there's no plant life there it's just buildings concrete and then yeah 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 and i think like, that's I, i'm on the same vibe with you here on this because I, I was like, trying to find a way to express it but like the color of concrete yeah yeah it's just concrete and metal there's no color yeah. to new york city there really isn't and then like <laughs> right. um right. where you, you can get some is Times Square so you could actually like put in like all like the the TV screens and stuff like that that's like that's your your new Vegas right that's where all the central park excitement is Central Park even that that, that's some greenery yeah so and then like if depending on where you go from there like it's it could be like your uh, like the drab but slightly colorful like nature of like four and the surrounding areas yeah once you get out of the city yeah Back but then nature. also like yeah. it'd be kind of cool to see what they would do with like really historical stuff like would they keep the statue of liberty would they keep ellis island would they do mm-hmm. something interesting there so it was like an end game thing or like a, like a random excursion of like what's going on there because you see you could tell it's there, there's something there it's like oh i know of ellis island let's go there oh i know of the, the statue of liberty let's go there so one of the one of the things that you get in a lot of these post-apocalyptic games is the idea that like nature is taking back the cities um, so assuming that it's not irradiated to the point where things can't grow back, would you guys want to see like vines covering skyscrapers or like giant plants? I mean, if you have like the giant plant section of uh, 76, like giant plants that have now taken over buildings. And so now the buildings are like this, these like weird plant slash concrete glass mixtures and those kinds of things. I mean, that'd be kind of interesting, especially in the Central Park area. Yeah. Like what if there's so- like... What if what if there was a vault under Central Park? Oh, and it had to do with nature and the plant life no, 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 sprouts no, no. out from there. The Museum of Natural History. That's where it should be. Oh, yeah. 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 Because it has a very nice underground area already, believe it or not, because well, it's built into the subway systems. Oh, Isn't man. Isn't there a zoo in Central Park? Too? The there museum. is a Central Park Zoo. Oh. I say so you could have some like all kinds of different wild animals out there, too. That would be. A giant gorilla that climbs up on the buildings? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. That would be amazing. Nova, Maverick, what do you guys think? I... Maverick, are you going? No, okay. No, no, you're good, Um, Nova. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, I I, I do kind of like the idea of a vault underneath Central Park at the same time. Also, the... The Museum of Natural History, where you'd be like now the museum or something <laughs> stuff like that, where it's all animatronic. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Like it's all run down animatronics that have just yeah. kind of like just because yes, and because it's Fallout, they wouldn't just be animatronic; they'd be actual robots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just look <laughs> like it'd, animals. I, th- I think it'd be really cool, and I think the vault underneath Central Park could be like a, re- a rendition of like it'd be the sister vault of Vault Twenty Two or something like that from mm-hmm. New Vegas. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think we're pretty interesting. Where Except like it could be partially successful where they like where they use Central Park itself as a test as a test bed. You go to die explore the the still functional vault. I think that'd be pretty cool if it was still functional. You could see like, you talk to the scientists like, why are there thirty foot vines going up the Empire State Building? Right, I don't right. worry about it. <laughs> right, and a giant gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That would be amazing. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd, um, I said they were. I just think they were pretty interesting. Like, and also would love to see a square city instead of a diamond city 
I think that'd be pretty cool. Like, like have a comparison between those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, 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 like, like it, it could be a funny reference. Mm-hmm. I, right. I was thinking, like, it, right. oh, well, this this is Madison Square City now. Madison Square Garden. I was just about to right. say that. Or, or right. Madison, yeah. <laughs> right, Square City, Madison Square City. <laughs> Granted, yeah. Madison Square yeah. Garden is a circle now. So yeah, yeah. Cir- yeah circle, whatever. circle okay. Garden okay. City. Whatever or Times what? Square, then whatever it could be there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they they yeah. both they both have the same name, but they compete to be like we were yeah. the first. No, we were the first. <laughs> The square off. Yeah, they're, they're, the two communities are mad at each other. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Maverick, what do you think? What do you think about New York? You've been to New York, right? Maverick, are you are you there? I know you're out on the road, right? So you might have some connection issues. I don't know if Maverick's here. Well, maybe he'll be able to chime back in in a little bit. This is a really cool idea, Dirt. I think this. I think there's some uh, something to be said about going back to the f- dangerous feelings and and and. Not to say that Fallout 4 wasn't dangerous, and not to say that Fallout 6, 76 isn't also dangerous when you go certain places, and especially as you're doing the leveling up stuff. Like, once you hit, like, level 600 or something, like, obviously it's not as the same, it's not the same challenge. But the danger, the, the way the world feels dangerous, like, we've gotten Fallouts that are more green and lush again, right? But So why don't we go back to something that's more stark and maybe has different biomes, but is, like mostly stark and, and dangerous feeling. I, I like that. I like that idea. Post-apocalyptic, you know. Um, Maverick, are you are you able to hear us? I know he hasn't gone yet, and I'm hoping he, he will get back and connect. Um, so Germinator had to, had to disconnect, was losing service, um, but left us a note and says, uh, gonna lose reception shortly, so I'll punch my two main ideas in here quickly. Unreal Engine 5, and a crafting karma system like New Vegas had. Um, the Unreal Engine 5, I don't know if Bethesda's, uh, their main studio is ever going to switch to another engine, although Unreal Engine 5 does a lot of good things. They just invested a lot of money in upgrading the creation engine, so I would imagine unless there's some real main reason to move away from that, that they're probably not going to. But hopefully it does, you know, in <laughs> 10 years from now when the next fall game comes out hopefully it's not as buggy and, and you know the engine works great but i want to open the other one up to you guys what do you think about the crafting karma system from new vegas you guys feel like that needs to come back i mean the karma system was more of a legitimate thing in fallout 3 it didn't have as much of an impact in new vegas even though it was there but the crafting system was definitely a new vegas thing dirt so i really enjoyed that part of it yeah the crafting and then i say the karma um that was nice too but what i actually really enjoyed thinking about that was like how you could wear different clothes to be associated with different factions too yeah i think that would also be cool along with that other stuff the the more like old school role play type stuff where yeah. there's lots of different variables and if you encounter somebody and these are the variables like i'm wearing this clothes and i'm this level of karma then they're more likely to do this thing yeah it's like a disguise type of thing like yo yeah. i can go into this faction's base if i'm wearing this and have not terrible karma with them right right lil did you have thoughts on this too um i mean the crafting system from new vegas i never engaged with it much are you like me i didn't yeah i feel like you're like like me if any crafting i would i wouldn't mind the like the system from like four or even uh 76 um especially like uh, the, the only thing i would say is the scrapping mechanic needs to be like what is from uh 
76 because four was horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> so the improvements to that 76 has yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. did like but, um, the one feature i did like about new vegas was if you had two of the same weapon you could use one of the weapons to repair the to other. repair that i don't i would actually like to see come back because it gave it more of a challenge like because you could use the same exact weapons like from the start of the game to the end of the game in four but like it gave the extra challenge of like oh my weapons and my armor like degrade and i need to fix them so i did enjoy that and so, it was an easy then, fix it wasn't something yeah. that was difficult you like, didn't need a repair bench right you could just so, go oh where's where's the other 10 millimeter gun oh somebody yeah, dropped yeah. one now i'm gonna okay i'll use this to fix so, it but like if you wanted to do like maybe survival mode do like say like oh yeah you can't fix on the fly you have to go to a repair bench or have a repair kits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah interesting nova what do you think did I you like it, that system? I've always I've always liked Fallout 4s and 76 uh, system a lot better than Fallout New Vegas. I loved well, I really enjoyed New Vegas crime system mainly because I could just spam and create a bunch of uh, a bunch of doctor's bags and repair kits and be good forever. I never had to really worry about my guns degrading, my limbs being crippled by the boomers. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, but, but I, I really liked the the four and seventy six crime system a lot better though. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the karma easy. stuff? The karma stuff I really I really did enjoy. Uh, I would like my first goal would almost always be to get in CR armor so that I could kind of walk uh, walk around within their bases and not like and not really uh, be accosted by the MPs or anything anything like that. That would be my always first goal. So I always really liked the karma. I I really missed that in Fallout Four and seventy six. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, faction karma specifically. Yeah, and yeah, yeah all of that. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, like I, I never really exploited all that much. I just went for just to get the combat armor, and so I could hang around. But other than, uh, once I was past that phase, though, I never really paid much attention to it because I always used the advanced combat armor Mark II or mm-hmm. the Riley's Ranger armor. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Maverick, are you back yet? I don't think he is. Uh, well, I think we've permanently lost Maverick, but he's still on the screen, so he's with us in spirit. Um, we do have some comments from chat. Uh, Edward H. in chat says, no brotherhood in Fallout 5? How would you feel about a Fallout without the brotherhood? Like, in New Vegas, they're there, but they're a very minor piece of the main story, right? Like, they're very small. Three and four have a lot of brotherhood. What do you guys think about a five with a minimal or no brotherhood? I think it depend on kind of where you're at. It depends on what coast you're on. If you're going to be kind of East coast, like near the capital wasteland and everything, I think you got to have brotherhood back in there just to see what kind of happened after fallout three and everything. So, and fallout four too. Yeah. Okay. So you're pro brotherhood. Who else is definitely, definitely needs to be more brotherhood. Anybody else? Well, I, personally don't mind the brotherhood uh so having at least a mind like a small role like there was in um uh new vegas would be nice uh, but being on the east coast but also depends on you know like the timeline but like it, it but i wouldn't also mind seeing something like an offshoot of the brotherhood mm-hmm. yeah and we know that well. those those do exist uh, so yeah i yeah. would like to see like the brotherhood but maybe not in the same capacity that we are used to Right, kind of a twist on it. Yeah. I mean, we did get some twist from three to four. Like, the ideology yeah. shifted with the leaders. 
Exactly. So, so like, like something like that would be nice because, like, it, they're they're in two different spots of the country. What would somewhere else be? Like, they they still follow like the same code, possibly, or they do more of um like a background role, like they are in New Vegas. Right. Right. Yeah, Nova. What do you think? Could you could you deal with the No Brotherhood? So honestly, I could go either way, just as long as it makes sense more wise. But I think personally, I think my biggest preference would like my best preference would be it's like the, the brotherhood is whispered about uh, like if if fallout 5 were to take place simultaneously as fallout 4 mm-hmm. and then people people in say if we are doing new york then the people in new york whispers like oh did you see the giant zeppelin the, or the giant airship that, that flew by like right. a couple months ago or something like that and then right and then along as the campaign progresses as the story progresses then you begin to hear about the massive battles within that are happening between the brotherhood or, or there's called like like something other name and that, in the institute which like obviously the people would know there until until you run, run some random travelers but i think it would be really interesting though is if it they came in as a dlc though i see Where, yeah so they're not part of the original like main game but then you add them in later yeah they're yeah. like the kind of just an expeditionary force so it's not overwhelming like like they're not a main faction but they're well they're the main faction of, the, of one of the main faction of the dlc but they're not a main, become a main faction or a main player within the actual area they're like right. they're like a, a scouting force like whatever paladin dances uh team was that you can help out and uh yeah. and recover a lot of technologies and uh, like te- recover a lot of technology and assault different locations that they think need to be cleared of of ferals or sumians or whoever we're going to face in yeah, Fallout five or whatever so mission that they're currently on but the the idea being that they would it would be a minor group that kind of comes into the story but the main story doesn't focus on them yeah yeah because yeah, I, I, I do think honestly i do think the, the brotherhood of steel is very worn out they are like they become almost a cliche at this moment within within uh fallout and i really do kind of want to, I want to diversify a lot more of, I want to diversify and explore a lot more of what the world has to offer rather than keep defaulting to the same factions over and over again. Yeah. So yeah. like what Little Grim is saying, have a, a new faction that kind of fills the same role, but has a completely different feeling to it. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, you could still have a power armor technology focused faction that is very different and has a different ideology has a different origin um the symbolism all of that stuff i get why they keep going back to the brotherhood because they're popular and they're also iconic for the series like when you think about even just the artwork on fallout one you've got the brotherhood soldier in the power armor there in the front of the the thing like that was that is one of the main components it's almost as entrenched as nuka-cola in the series um so I, I get why they keep going back to it but i also i also agree it would be nice to have something else a little bit different that's part of why i think new vegas was fun is that we get these other factions you know there's house and there's the legion and like the ncr is a big piece of it they were a big piece of one and two but you know they come back as kind of a primary focus instead of the brotherhood so i could totally i could totally see that um ben of tamaria says what if you create your own faction for the brotherhood or just your own factions in general i think you posted something about that before i think that would be fun too um ways of uh foundation like like affecting the world by forming groups and you know whatever and kind of focused around what you are doing rather than integrating yourself with something that already exists i don't know how that works gameplay wise though but that could be really cool um well guys we're getting we're getting to the end of the show maverick are you back yet I was hoping we'd be able to get him 
to chime in with some thoughts, but it looks like he's he's disconnected or at least connected, but not actually there. Um, guys, we could talk forever about this stuff, but we've got a bunch of new ideas. Maybe we could even dig into a little bit more next week. Some people were posting things about locations. We've t- we did a whole episode once where we chatted about potential future locations for games. Um, and whether in the U.S. or outside of the U.S., maybe we go back and revisit some of that stuff sometime in the future. That could be fun as well. But uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Chat, thank you for being here. We're going to go back through. If you have something you're working on that you want to talk about or ways that people can get a hold of you or you just want to say thanks for being here. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, now's, now's your opportunity. Dirt, let's start with you. We'll just go through the list. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, I said just, yeah, thanks uh, for having me on here again. And if anyone's interested to see what I'm doing um, on our RL farm here up in Montana, I do a YouTube channel with that. So we just got a drone. So we got all sorts of footage with that. So just MTGT Dirt Farmer, or you can ping me on the Discord. I'm always just hanging around. So Awesome. New tech. That's cool, man. Thanks for joining us. Lil Green, you got anything you want to shout out or ways people can get a hold of you? Um, I really don't have anything going on. I do, but uh, in the f- I do have some shoots planned for the near month and a half. But uh, other than that, get a hold of me in the Discord, or um, if you want to check out some of my work, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Little Green Photography. So that's really all I got. Awesome. Always well, happy to be on here. Yeah, happy to have you join us again. And Nova, Nova, you got anything? I know you've got some stuff going on, right? Yeah, I just finished a video about the Chinese assault rifle not too long ago, um, and I provided plenty of real-world explanations using my own AK-47 and SKS in that. So if you want to know how the Chinese assault rifle works and the mechanics behind it, then check out my YouTube video or check out my YouTube channel, uh, Nova Gaming or Supernova Gaming. Um, I think that's it. I don't remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That sounds like a really yeah. cool video. You guys should go check that yeah. out. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm currently working on one about ghouls right now, so it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck with all of that. And uh, Maverick, Maverick's here as well. Maverick has the Fallout Roundtable podcast. So if you want more conversations that are kind of like this, that's what his show is all about. Uh, every episode instead of what we do is like once a month. So you can go check that out. It's part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club. That's the group that gets together and I kind of mentor, help them get their podcasts started, really growing their audiences, uh, cultivating ideas, doing those kinds of things. And we're always looking for new shows. And so if you are into podcasts or you want to get into podcasts, that's a great place to start. Um, you can also look for the video game podcasting book. Both of those things are available at robotsradio.net. I wrote a whole book about stuff. So if you're just dipping your toes in, that's an, that's a thing you can access too. And uh, of course, all of my shows, robotsradio.net for all the different lore casts I do, all the other shows on the network, lots of awesome content from some awesome creators. Go check that stuff out. That's what we got this week. Uh, hopefully I'll see you guys again next week with another episode. After this, uh, in about 30 minutes, we're doing the Elder Scrolls Lorecast chat episode where we're talking about like legendary and daedric items and which ones we would claim for ourselves. So I'm going to close the stream down, but I'm going to launch it again in about 20 minutes when we're getting that show ready to go. So thank you, everybody, for being here. Chat, thanks for being here as well. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. See you next time. Bye, everybody. 
plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.